Jesus, Jesus, how I trust Him, how I've proved Him more and more. Jesus, Jesus, precious Jesus, Lord, more grace to trust Him more. Take your Bible, if you would, please, and turn with me. The book of Proverbs and the 22nd chapter. I would like to read to you from verse number 6. Proverbs chapter 22. The text actually is verses 6 through 16. But I want to deal primarily with that sixth verse. Train up a child in the way he should go, and when he's old, he'll not depart from it. I want to share with you, by the help of the Lord, some qualities that every child needs to see and experience in the life of their father. This being Father's Day, I want to deal with you fathers a little bit. I want to share with you the biblical qualities of the kind of a father that every child needs. The kind of a father that every child needs to have as he grows up in life. I've prayed many, many times through the years, Lord would help me to be the kind of a father that He would have me to be. I wanted to be the kind of a father that Mike needed, Elizabeth, Danny, Susie. I wanted to be the kind of a father that the Lord is pleased with failure. I've failed so many times, I'm ashamed to even think about it. But I'll be honest with you folks, through the years I prayed many times that the Lord would help me in being the right kind of a father to my children. I've seen men who made bad mistakes as far as I'm concerned. And the way they treated their children. I've seen men make mistakes. I thought to myself, I hope, oh God help me, don't ever do like that man has done. I don't want to be a father that doesn't honor the Lord, talks using language you ought not to use, let alone using language you ought not use in front of his children. 
Sometimes we find that some men, they get angry, they get upset, and they just talk most any kind of a way. And right in front of kids, we ought not talk that way even when the kids aren't around. But may God help us to control ourselves. We don't uh, be disrespectful. Uh, let me tell you something, folks. You'd be surprised how the children, they can listen to their father or their mother and they recognize when they're doing wrong. The, the mom, uh, mom or dad may talk in a way they shouldn't. Those children who have been taught better and then they hear it out of their mom and dad, they recognize that's not right. Mom and dad is talking in a way they shouldn't talk. Now, nothing they can do about it, nothing said about it, but the kids know about it. I recognize I don't, I, I, about all you've already raised your, your family, we're now grandparents and great-grandparents. We've got grandchildren, great-grandchildren. Help us to live as grandparents. Help us to live lives that are pleasing to the Lord and are an honor to the Lord because our grandchildren, they see it. They see the way we live. They see and they hear the way we talk. And when we don't do right, you'd be surprised. They, they may not say a word, but they know that you've not done right. And so we don't do, we don't do things we shouldn't do. What kind of a father does every child need? First thing that I can think about, every child needs a father who is saved. Oh, so many fathers are not saved. They don't know the Lord. And it's obvious the way they talk and the way they act, they do not know the Lord. They are men who don't go to church, make no pretense about being religious or anything like that, and they've got kids. Their kids are around them. Their kids hear them. Their kids see them. But here's a father. He acts in such a way he don't know the Lord. But let me tell you something. One of the best things that father could do is come to a place of repentance toward God and trust Jesus Christ as his Savior. His children need Him to know the Lord. His children need a Father who knows the Lord Jesus Christ. Ephesians chapter 2, verse 8 says, For by grace are you saved through faith, that not of yourselves is the gift of God. You're a child, you're, you are a saved man, saved woman. You thank God that you are. But there's so many parents out there that do not know the Lord yet. And they're raising little children. And they're raising them 
as a father or a mother don't know the Lord. Um, children need a father who knows the Lord and is seeking a closer walk with God. A man who knows Christ and he, he desires to have a closer walk with the Lord. Every child needs a father like that who's trying to walk with God. Wouldn't it be good to know children in your neighborhood had fathers who knew the Lord and men who tried to walk with the Lord tried to do that which is right. What is the effect of that in the life of a child who sees their father a saved man? A child who sees his father have a hunger and a thirst after God. What kind of effect does that have on a child? When they see their father saved by the grace of God, when they see their father desiring to walk close with the Lord. You know what it does? It creates in that child a hunger for God. It creates a hunger for God in your children when you try to live right and do right yourself. Oh, may God help us as parents to walk close with God so our children can see the life that we live, that they, they too might have a desire to walk close with God. Dad, let me tell you something. If your children don't have a hunger for God, the first place that you need to look is at yourself. If your children don't have a hunger for God, the first place you need to look Look at yourself. Well, your children should be getting their hunger for God after you. Want to live a life like you live. Would you not agree that the greatest need our children have is a hunger for God? Most of all, they have a hunger for everything. They don't have much a hunger for God. The hunger for God comes in children by seeing the Lord in their father's life. Seeing, the, seeing their father try to walk with God. I remember... Growing up, as I was saved when I was about 10 years old, mom and dad, I believe, had already made profession of faith, but they didn't go to church. But after I got saved, they started going to church. Mom and dad's life began to change. And uh, I remember... Uh, Sometimes I would hear my dad pray. Um, we lived a place that didn't have inside 
uh, bathroom. We had a toilet on the outside. One evening I walked out to the toilet. But before I got to the toilet, I stopped in my tracks. I heard something. I heard my father pray. I stood there and I listened to my dad as he prayed there in the toilet. You know what? I expect I'll take that thought to my grave. That's precious to me. Not only did I hear my dad pray then, but oh my, so many times I heard my dad pray, times he did not have any idea I was anywhere near. I was around. My dad would pray. I'm thanked by God that I can remember hearing my father pray. Oh, may our children have thoughts of remembering us when we prayed. Some say, well, I pray silently. Oh, that's okay. Do what you will. But I still say it's good for your children to hear you pray. Mm-hmm. I'll tell you something else. And I'm glad it's so. But by the grace of God, we raised our children, all four of them. All four of our children, their memories go back to their childhood days before we went to bed at night we had what we called family devotion and in our family devotion at night before we went to bed we read some scripture and we prayed Betty prayed first and then uh, sometimes there'd be one of the children pray, and then I would close the prayer, and then we went to bed. It wasn't a long time, it was just a short period of time. But I'm thankful to God that we did that. I encourage you, every one of these, you should yourself have a time to pray. It's good for husband and wife to pray together if you can. But every one of us is an individual. The one thing you should be doing is reading some Scripture every day. Don't let the sun go down on a day that you haven't read from the Word of God. Don't let the sun go down on a day that you haven't taken time to pray to the Lord. Walk with God the best you can. The world says our children ought to hunger for sex, for alcohol, for drugs, and for pleasure. But God says for us to create in our children a hunger for Almighty God. Create in our children a hunger for the things of God. Every child needs a father with this kind of an example. 
He's pointing His children to the Lord. Then secondly, every child needs a father who loves unconditionally. In Colossians chapter 3, verse 21 it reads, Fathers, provoke not your children to anger, lest they be discouraged. Love them. That's what we should be doing. This means that your expressions of love is not determined by their performance. Were they good? Or were they disobedient? What's the effect upon your children when we love them unconditionally? Whether they're good or bad, still love them. It builds within them a feeling of acceptance. They're accepted whether they've been good, whether they've been bad, whether they succeeded or whether they did not. Every child and adult needs to feel accepted by those whom he loves. Now when we love our children unconditionally, we build in them a feeling of acceptance. Now, that isn't based upon their performance. But we accept them just because they are who they are. They're our children. They're our children. And four of them, not one of them perfect. Of course, I wasn't perfect either. But I love each one of my children just because who he is or who she is. Just love them. They don't have to do anything in order for me to love them. I love them because of who they are. They're my children by the grace of God. When a child leaves home feeling rejected by his parents, he takes that rejection into his own marriage and into his own vocation and life, every part of his life. So the number two thing is every father needs to love unconditionally. And then number three, a father who listens attentively. Every child needs a father who listens attentively. Now let me tell you something. This is a hard one for me because there's so many times I'm afraid that I listen with one ear but I had another ear listening to something else. You need to pay attention to the children. So well, that's, well, that's just a kid. Maybe a kid. But that kid is serious in what he or she say, and we need to pay attention to them. Ephesians chapter four, verse, uh, 6 and verse number 4 reads, 
And ye fathers, provoke not your children to wrath, but bring them up in the nurture and admonition of the Lord. Now that means you don't listen when the newspaper's in front of your face. You're not listening when you're watching TV. Your kid is trying to speak to you. You're, you're talking with your child, but yet you've got your face watching the television set. You can't say you listen. You say yes when you should have said no, or you said no when you should have said yes. You should have been paying more attention to what the child was saying. We need to listen attentively to our children when they're speaking to us. We need to pay attention to them. Now, what's the effect upon a child when they gain a sense of self-worth? The father is paying attention to them. He's listening to what they're saying. That child begins to feel like he's worth something. He feels like he's... His father feels like he's worth listening to. It gives him a sense of self-worth. That child feels like I am somebody worthy of my father listening to what I have to say. That would be an encouragement to any child. So number three, a father needs to listen to his children attentively. Pay attention. Then number four, Every child needs a father whose practice is consistent with his principles. In Colossians chapter 2, verse number 6, As ye have therefore received Christ Jesus the Lord, so walk ye in Him. You see, our children see us attempting to do what we're teaching them to do. Now, we're not always good at doing what we teach because we're going to fail at times. And God knows that we're going to fail. Let me tell you something, folks. Our children also recognize at least we're trying to keep the principles of what we've been teaching them. It doesn't make a lot of sense when you try to tell your children don't lie. Don't tell stories not true. But then you, they see you yourself, they see you lie. That doesn't, that don't, that don't, that don't add up. And you mark my word, just as sure as you do it, mom or dad, they see it, they recognize it. 
You taught them not to lie, but yet they recognize you just lied. Maybe in a business transaction or something like that. They recognize that. They may not say a word about it, but they recognize you broke something that you said they shouldn't do, and yet you, you did it yourself. Lying, stealing, don't take things that are not yours, but yet they see you do the same thing. It doesn't make it. It's not a good example for those children. It causes confusion in them. But anyway, when you practice what you teach, it builds an effect of honesty and truthfulness in your your children. And every child needs an example of honesty, faithfulness, truthfulness. May God help us to be parents that are what we teach. If we treat, if we teach that which is right, then walk right. Talk right. And when we don't, guess what? If anybody notices it, your children will. People at church may not notice it. But you mark my words, your children will notice it. Others in the neighborhood may not notice it, but your children will notice it. Believe me, your children will notice it. And then I want you to notice next that every child needs a father who loves their mother openly. Colossians chapter 3, verse 19. Husbands, love your wives and be not bitter against them. It's good for children to see their father take their mother in his arms holding her kissing her. Let me tell you something. Every child needs to see that in their parents. It gives that child a sense of security. That's right. Mom and dad are close together. It's a bad thing for a child when he sees his mom and dad are separated. It breaks the heart of a child to see his mom and dad break up, have nothing to do with it. Where is that child's security? He's lost his mother or he's lost his dad. That's not good. And let me tell you something. Let's go a little bit farther. I'm speaking to primarily grandma and grandpa. Grandma and grandpa. There's nothing wrong with you taking each other in your arms 
hugging each other and kissing one another in front of your children and your grandchildren, it builds a sense of security in them when they see their grandparents in love with each other. The effect of this is that it builds security in the life of that son or daughter by seeing their mom and dad, their grandparents in love with each other, loving one another, showing their affection, tenderness, and kindness to one another. Oh, may God help us to do it. In some cases, it might be good for you to do it. Men, it might be an encouragement to your wife to have you reach over and grab a hold of her and put a good hug, put a good hug on her. Put a kiss to her lips. It might encourage her greatly. Then number six, every child needs a father who exercises leadership in the family. First Timothy chapter three, verse number five, if a man know not how to rule his own house, how shall he take care of the church of God that is as a pastor? Leadership in discipline, leadership in finances, leadership in giving direction. The effect of this is it teaches those children respect for authority. If a child leaves home without respect for authority, one day he or she will have a problem in their own family. They could have a problem with superiors in their vocation. Or they could have a problem with the law because they've never had respect for authority at home. Respect for authority, that's the place to begin with, is in the home. So God has given to fathers the responsibility of discipline, training, leadership within the home. Oh, may God bless us as fathers in fulfilling our, our obligation. It creates a problem for a daughter in the future, for a son in the future. Because they're prone to do the same thing that they saw their father not do. He didn't, pray, he didn't show leadership. They grew up. They're not doing it either. They got a home without proper leadership. Then I want you to notice that every child needs a father who disciplines in love. Amen. 1 Timothy chapter 3 and verse number 4, 
One that ruleth well his own house, having his children in subjection with all gravity. That kind of loving leader's discipline builds a firm foundation and strong relationship to the future. The effect is strong relationships for the future. Because they look back and say, my dad loved me more than himself, therefore he exercised the discipline that was necessary to bring me under God's authority and make me see what I needed to see. Every child, you see, will look back and say, thank you, Dad, for not doing it the easy way, but making me face myself and correcting me when I needed correction. It's not always easy in raising children. I find myself at times, though my children are grown, do you know what I found? Sometimes even after they're grown, they'll still come back and ask a question. Dad, how about this or how about that? They still respect my opinion. They had it from, well, all their life. Now here they are grown and got their own family. But still they'll come back (laughs) and ask a question. Sometimes they come to me with stuff that I don't really know what to answer. It makes you feel good to know that they care enough, they respect you enough, they respect your authority, they expect your they respect your opinion at least. So Dad, I would encourage you. Correction does not begin with mom. Amen. Correction belongs at your doorstep. Dads, God is looking at you. You are the head of the house. Act like it. Pray to God to give you wisdom to know how to conduct yourself to be the man in your home that you ought to be. And at times, I'll be honest with you, I have failed miserably to do what I said that I would do. To do it when I said I would do it. But I'll tell you one thing by the help of the Lord. I have tried to practice and that is when I didn't do what I said I would do by the help of the Lord, I've tried to say I'm sorry I didn't do it. I am sorry I didn't do it. It don't hurt for us to admit the fact 
when we've not done what we should have done. There have been times I didn't do it because I forgot it. Sometimes I didn't do it because I didn't want to. But anyway, own up to it. What happens when a father fulfills his promise? The result is that Bill's faithfulness and responsibility in the life of a child. Every child needs a father who is saved by the grace of God. Who loves unconditionally. Who listens attentively. Who practices is consistent with his principle. Who loves his mother, loves his wife, loves the mother of his children, and he loves her openly. And he exercises leadership in the home. And then he disciplines in love. And then I close with saying. Every child needs a father who fulfills his promises. Amen. That builds faithfulness and responsibility in the life of the child. Oh, may God help us to live right and do right in front of our children. Well, Grandparents, I guess that's who I'm talking to today. May God help you and me to be the grandparents that we ought to be and our children and helping them in raising their children. Let's all stand, please, and we'll be dismissed. Brother David Snyder, will you lead us in closing prayer? Dear and Father, thank for this day. Just be with each one of us when we leave. Get home safe and guys uh these guys will come here next morning time just keep us all healthy, safe, and guys do the right thing in our lives. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. Amen.